Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Edmonton Police Service announcing a $50,000 competition, uh, in part uh, sponsored by the Millennium Insurance Corporation. Uh, Basically what it is, is a worldwide challenge to help solve the ongoing issue of catalytic converter thefts. And we know this has been something that's been going on over and over and over. It's it's, it's bad. Uh, In Alberta last year, about 5,000 of these thefts were reported. Of those, 55% took place in Edmonton. The first six months of this year were at 1,761 which is up from 1,445 at the same time last year. Over the last three years, according to the Edmonton Police Service, catalytic converter thefts in Edmonton have increased by 219%. Uh, They estimate that replacements, repairs, and other related expenses have cost Edmontonians $13 million in 2021. $13 $13 million. So the thieves take these and then you got to recycle the precious metals that are inside. You've got palladium, platinum, rhodium. Those are the three and they're worth a truckload of money. So they take your catalytic converter and they've got it figured out to, you know, they get under there with a sawzall, they're in and out in seconds. But the question is, how do you deal with them being able to unload these goods? That's the question. That's I think that's where this system needs to be reinforced. And then I heard from Dave Quest yesterday saying, well, We've already done that. To him, the tools are already in place. So let's find out. Dave Quest is a former MLA for Strathcona Sherwood Park, and he joins us now. Dave, uh, thanks so much for reaching out, and thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Shay. So if I understand correctly, you tackled not specifically this problem, but, you know, stolen metals being taken to scrap dealers back uh, a few years ago, right? We did. Um, as you said, it's been a problem for uh, uh, for many, many years, and it increases, of course, with the with the with the values. So yeah, we put a private members bill in place, brought it forward um, in 2012. Extensive consultation um, uh, with law enforcement, uh, Canadian Association of Police Chiefs endorsed. So we did a lot of work with former Chief uh, Rod Connect to get this bill right and to give uh, law enforcement the tools that they needed. Uh, and what it does is the the bill, and it was resurrected in 2020. It actually sat on a shelf for several years while the NDP were in government. But but it um, it was resurrected in 2020. It's been enforced for two years. Uh, significant penalties, and what it requires is that scrap metal dealers, uh, when they're buying catalytic converters, for example, uh, record and retain the uh, the uh, identification of the individuals right. that uh, that brought it in. Um, it's in place. I don't understand why it's not working. Well, this um, is the question, because I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, and I said, you know, if you want to take anything and sell it um, at a pawn shop, for example, they're going to they're gonna record your name, they're going to get your ID, all those sorts of things, as an effort to make sure that they don't just turn into stolen goods fencers, right? Um, and it seems like the same sort of system needs to be in place here, but you're saying, well, it already is. It is in place here. Um, so I, I don't understand what the, what the issue is. Do we have an enforcement issue? Um, and again, the legislation was, was drafted uh, in extensive consultation with law enforcement, so it should be fairly close to the tool that they were asking for. Uh, so I'm not sure what's happening. Um, wh- 
whether it's just too big a job or uh, this stuff is you know going offshore or whatever. But even then, most jurisdictions in North America uh, now have similar uh, legislation requiring the uh, the uh, identification and recording of the uh, of the seller. So um, everything. Uh, from my perspective, anyway, is in place uh, to uh, to stop this material from being sold. Yeah, I was wondering, I was going to ask you about that in terms of uh, getting shipped out, because I got a lot of people texting me yesterday that say they've heard from different recyclers and things like that, that these things just end up in sea cans and they're gone. They're offshore, so it's not actually something that's happening here. Does the legislation, would it prevent that? You're saying it might? Well... It depends if there's an intermediate. I mean, I suppose if the if the people that are stealing the catalytic converters are taking them directly to a container somewhere, um, then then uh, it would be circumvented. Sure, but yeah. I, I, I find that extremely unlikely. I mean, you just can't load containers and get them on ships and send them all over the world. I mean, we have bills of lading and customs and, and dozens of other regulations uh, around uh, around container shipping. What about penalties? A lot of people were saying, you know, we really need to increase penalties on scrap metal dealers that will do this and will deal in these stolen goods. What kind of penalties does this legislation contain? You know, Shay, I just looked it up. Because it was resurrected in 2020, I couldn't find them. But when we first drafted or passed the bill in 2012, they were significant. They were in the tens of thousands of dollars. I believe it went up to 100000 Um uh, uh, And they went up significantly with repeat offenders, yeah. uh, uh, scrap metal dealers, because, of course, anybody can get it wrong once. Um, but, no, as, as uh, uh, for repeat offenses, the, the, the penalties were very, very significant. Interesting. Okay, so the tools are already there, Dave. Well, I think they are, yes. Interesting, yeah. Uh, Dave Quest, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. You're quite welcome. That is uh, Dave Quest, a former PCMLA for Strathcona Sherwood Park and the author of the bill, I think it was 201 back in the day, um, that came in to deal strictly with this. I mean, at the time, I think one of the major concerns, and it still exists to this day as well, is the theft of um, cable, right? And we still see that all the time. I got texts from people yesterday saying that, you know, job sites, they'd suddenly have, you know, they'd go in and wire a house, the next day they'd show up and all the wire's gone. And it's been sold to scrap metal dealers and, uh, they, you know, these guys get their money for it. So same thing with catalytic converters. But Dave's saying, well, we brought in the law. We, we, we brought in the bill. It's already there. You can deal with it. Um, but I guess the issue, and some of you pointing out on the text line, the fact you've heard from people and things like that is, well, th- the fact is if you just take it and it doesn't ever get sold to a scrap metal dealer in Alberta, that Alberta legislation doesn't mean anything. If it just gets loaded onto a sea can and it's shipped overseas, um, that certainly does cut uh, out that legislation being effective. But, I mean, how many guys, I've seen some of these guys on videotape that are stealing these catalytic converters. Are they hooked up with international stolen catalytic converter rings? I guess possibly. I don't know.